Thank you for downloading the Bangla Cricket Podcast. I'm Roshan and in this episode we will look back at the 6th edition of the Bangladesh Premier League. Joining me down the line is Rabiul Alam, founder of dailycricket.com.bd. Rabiul Bai, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, thanks for having me. So the BPL's now over, the Camilla Victorians won. Worthy winners in, in your opinion? Yes, actually to be at the very beginning of the tournament, even before the tournament started, uh, we thought Camilla Victorians would be one of the contenders. Uh, Dynamite and Rockwood Riders, are the, these three teams were looking really good. They have spent a lot of money on big players. And so they looked the part. I mean, for these three teams not to be on the top three, or top four would, would have been injustice to uh, the effort the owners have put in place. And uh, Kumila, the team they have, you know, uh, I think that they deserve a winner. A great final, and um, obviously the headlines all Tammy McBull and his 141 not out. I think it felt. It felt brilliant to see a BPL final where the headlines were a homegrown player rather than one of the international names. Um, I mean, you, you, you watched the final. It was probably one of his finest innings, I think. Yes, I've been pretty much watching Tommy from his earlier, since very uh, since very start of his career. So this is probably the cleanest I've ever seen him hitting. One of the cleanest hits. I mean, the six that he hit out the ground, it's like they were very clean hit. And they were like... He really, he was really middling to everything. And uh, as you say, I mean, the best thing about this Tamim uh, innings uh, was that finally sort of BPL came home, you know, because it was always the case of the big star foreign players uh, stealing the limelights. Uh, last year, it was Chris Gale who scored a magnificent 146, but then again, uh, that's what he is known for. But for uh, for one of our top local players to stand up and say that we're going to own this and win it, Actually, owning it, it's actually really refreshing to see. Yeah, I we always say like Bangladesh doesn't have any big hitters, but watching Tamim yesterday was um, it was like actually I think we maybe we, we we do have one. He really took to Rubel Hussain's bowling as well, which I felt sorry for Rubel for. Yeah, I think uh, Rubel went for twenty-three runs in one over. I think I think around uh, fifteen or something. Um, it, it was good. To, it's really good to see. Well, Tamim and Rubel now have to share a flight to New Zealand together, so I hope the uh, there's no tension between them after the final. I hope they can still relax around each other. No, I don't think they care about all this. You know, it's on the ground. When they're, play against, when they're playing against each other, they are doing what they meant to do, and when they're playing for the national team, they're like brothers in arms. Absolutely, yeah, they are professionals. I, it felt for me like one of the closest tournaments um that we've had in the BPL for a long time. I think even at the end, like up to six of the teams could have qualified for the playoffs. What was the reaction like in Bangladesh? Did it feel like one of the most competitive tournaments? Uh, like how, how does this BPL rank compared to the, the other five? Well, it started off quite badly to be very honest with you. And I'm going to be, because, uh, you know, uh, with empty grounds, uh, very bad poor quality of broadcasting. And then BCB was subjected to some criticism earlier in the days. Thank God they pulled up their socks and they have really put together everything. And it turned out to be from the actually from Silet uh, Lake, it started to pick up. The whole tournament really came alive when it went to Chiragong. That's when they, they laid out really good T20 wickets. Batsmen were scoring high run. Uh, uh, it was a high scoring matches, most of the matches. And, and things, uh, things were very uh, competitive. And at, uh, as you said, at least so, I mean, at, at, at one point, Except Kulna, every other team looked to be uh, in the running to qualify for the playoffs, which is what you want. You want kind of tension because actually, I felt like in in previous years, you knew who the big teams were. You knew 
Ducker were going to be in the playoffs. You knew, you know, Rungbor were going to be there because they spent money on it. But it felt like there were some spirited performances, like like Chisigong Vikings under the the, the kind of leadership of Mushfik and Rahim looked like a completely different side to the previous years. It 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 just yeah, it felt like like everyone lifted themselves up for this tournament and had a point to prove. Who who were the star players for you in the tournament this year? Of course, uh, after what Tamim has performed, uh, it has to be the biggest one. But then again, I mean by his standard, he didn't play that really good throughout the whole tournament. But he made uh, made amends in the last match. Yeah, Tamim is um, a big game player, and actually for me, it was quite nice seeing him rise to the occasion in a final because, like Bangladesh last year, were had well, we had a terrible time in finals. Um, so, so to see to see a player, one of our belt boys, sort of come to a final, turn up and put on an incredible performance was good because it showed that they were able to perform under that sort of pressure. And that, for me, bodes well going into you know the World Cup and series this year. That's going to do really well for the team. But actually, for an event like BPL, you know, you always look, so what did you, what did we get out of this in terms of like Bangladesh cricket? And for the future, what, did you get any new players? Did anybody new st- stood up from the local t- uh, local players? But I think a few of the points that really stood out for me was that, uh, uh, as you could say, that Saifuddin, he really lived up to his uh, potential. He he did come alive in this tournament. He is a, uh, he was really uh, regarded as one of the biggest uh, next future star, and especially with uh, this year's World Cup uh, taking part in UK in England, um, and also with the Mashafi being on the twilight of his career. We needed somebody like. Uh, uh, Saifuddin, uh, the pacer all-rounder role to play. So it was really good to see that he is. Uh, he did really well throughout the whole tournament. I think he took about 20 wickets, and he did. He, he didn't score too many runs, but he did all right. He did all right for a lower order batsman. Yeah, and he's um, well, he's on the plane. He's he's going to New Zealand, so it'd be interesting to see how he sort of fares in in, in those sorts of pitches. Um, and then, like for me, I thought I thought Yasser Ali was was a notable player. For, he played for for the Chittagong Vikings. I think he scored like three half centuries. Um, just just in terms of thinking, because obviously you expect the big name Bangladeshi players, the national team players, to perform. But in terms of an uncapped player, I felt like he kind of stood up and was noticed a little bit. I mean, he's obviously not in the squad for New Zealand, but hopefully one to look out for. Definitely, yes. He has been uh, has been scoring runs in the domestics for the last couple of years. You know, he's been making his name. But BPL is the platform. You know, where you get your name across the general cricket followers of the country and around the world as well. Like, uh, of course, if you score runs in national cricket league, only maybe the people who really closely follow cricket knows what they're doing. But now everybody in the country knows Yasir Ali. Another player who did also pretty good is Afif Hussain. You know, he opened for uh, a Silet. Uh, and uh, the ex under nineteen team player. I mean, he played. He played for national team a couple of times. So, but he he he, he gave some consistency in the senior uh, batting lineup. So it was good to see him. And few other things that I really liked is about you know the Miras captaincy, Mehdi Miras, uh, Russia giving him the captaincy. Of course, a very bold choice as captain. Well, yet not so uh, surprising because Mehdi has been groomed up as a captain. You know, since he's under uh, under cricket team, she was the captain of the under nineteen team. So. He is being regarded as somebody who would be the future captain of Bangladesh team. So that, but it is, yeah, it was a big call for a franchise team to uh, to keep fight, and I think he did pretty well for the team, especially Chittagong and Rajshahi. For the team they had, they did pretty well. They did pretty good. And uh, one more thing, if I may add, one last more point that is Ibadat. Ibadat Hussain, you know, the person who got uh, called for the 
He's in the test squad, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, we've been hearing about him. I, this is the first time I've seen him live on TV. I've not seen him before, only read about him. But uh, to see him, he, he bowled with some good pace, some good pace. Yeah, I think he was on everyone's radar because he did really well in, I think it was, it was a practice match against, I think, West Indies last year. And he, I think he, t- he took a haul then. And I think he's been on everyone's radar for a while. Yeah, he's been on the radar some, uh, for, for a while. But then, as again, as I said before, like BPL is a platform where you make a case for yourself. Maybe T20 is not a great cricket, but then again, this is a spotlight. Everybody watches on TV. Same for Tuscan Ahmed as well, because I felt he had fallen down the pecking order for the national team. And, you know, like I saw him during the Champions Trophy a couple of years ago, and he was mainly being the water boy. So his performance, and I think he's like one of the leading wicket takers in the entire tournament now. He's put in a case for. I know he's injured and sadly he's going to miss out the New Zealand tournament, but there's going to be a renewed interest and refreshed interest in him as being one of Bangladesh's leading men in the, during the tournament in England later this year. I mean, uh, yeah, for someone like Taskin, you know, it was always a question of uh, when, uh, not if he's going to come back to the national team. He needed, but still, he needed to take that wicket. He still needed to put the hard work, and he still needed to go out there and play his best game, and which he did. And uh, it was really also very good to see Taskin uh, uh, leaving, Taskin coming back uh, strongly after his injury. And very unfortunate that he had to miss out uh, because of a very unnecessary injury. Like, it had nothing to do with the game. The team was up. He was, uh, he, he was, uh, the ball was going over the boundary or something. And so it, it's a very un- un- unfortunate. But then again, we hopefully he's, uh, he'll be back because uh, the, the, this year, everything's going to be geared up for the World Cup. So a good BPL all round. Bangladesh's next assignment is a tour of New Zealand. All roads now basically lead to the World Cup. So New Zealand is going to give us a great opportunity of trying ourselves out on tracks that aren't exactly like English pitches, but not too dissimilar. Um, But already a big knockback for Bangladesh. We've lost Tuscan and then news coming out of Bangladesh that Shakir is also out of the one day internationals with a finger injury. Yes, it's a really... uh... A shocker, to be honest with you, because New Zealand tour is go is going to be very tough. I mean, and then uh, losing someone like Shakib, it made it makes things even tougher right now. Because uh, you know, right after playing in Bangladesh and not having enough practice matches over there and playing your first uh, ODI, I think on the 13th, uh, it's gonna be a great deal of uh, test of character and skill for the players. How quickly they can adopt the condition and the situation, and. Uh, uh, well, it's going to be really, really important to see. New Zealand is going to be a tough tour. I mean, the last time we went, I think, was at the end of 2016, and we were completely whitewashed. Uh, though we have lost all the matches, but I think the team played really well. I mean, there were a couple of uh, matches that we should have really won, must have won, but then again, uh, we couldn't win. But uh, this time around, uh, it's going to be tougher because absolutely no match practice. Playing uh, BPL is one thing in local uh, local conditions, in Bangladesh conditions, but playing New Zealand in New Zealand without any practice matches, it's, it's going to be a whole different ballgame. Who is going to open for us? Because I think that feels like one of the big questions that the team haven't quite settled on at the moment. Obviously, Tommy McBall will be there at the top of our batting order, but who's going to be with him, in your opinion? It has to be, if Shumo's in the team, it has to be Shumo. Uh but then again, I think uh, uh, maybe, I don't know. I, I don't know if they are going to try with Leeton. And if they play with Leeton and they play, what, Shomo in uh, one down and then uh, Sabir in the, uh, the six down, 
So that's a question that has to be seen. But maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe a little might open as well. For me, it's the biggest question, the biggest question mark on the side at the moment, because when Tamim was injured during the, the Asia Cup, it became like a chance for Bangladesh to experiment with different openers. But actually, they all put very good cases for themselves. Liton put a really good case. Shumar's all, you know, been consistent in the team. Sabah Rahman is back in the team now. And, you know, we, we all know that all of these players can play at two down, three down, potentially even five or six down, you know. Um, I think Shakib and Mushfik will take up four and five, but it's those players around them which, it'd be, it, for me, it'd be great to get some sort of consistency before the World Cup so we vaguely know who's going to open and who's going to play where. Well, when someone is like a someone like Shomushakar, when he saw that a very few player in the Bangladesh team will look as good as Shomushakar, but that's, that remains to be seen because that, that is where he's unsung. But lately he hasn't been unsung. So it's a big question around his uh, uh, betting. He's done well in the uh, Zimbabwe, uh, Zimbabwe tour and the New Zealand series back home, but uh, it's very, very. But he hasn't done well in BPL at all, uh, so it remains. Uh, it's, mm. it's a big question, and I'm not actually a big fan having somebody answered an unsettled player coming at number three because number three is somewhere some place where the best player of your uh, in the team should be betting. And Shakib has done it during the test matches, hasn't he? Shakib's come out, but obviously Shakib's not going to be there this time around. But also, I, I feel weird about, like, he's used so much during the bowling overs. I think it's quite a lot of pressure for him then to come bat at number three. For me, Bangladesh haven't had a consistent number three since, if I'm honest, like, Habibul Bashar, which was, like, almost a decade ago. We've not had a, a regular number three for a long time. Not just number three, not even a number two. You know, Shakib, we are, we are in still in a quest to, uh, to find a, perf- uh, a stable partner for Tamim. We haven't had one. We have had like what, 18 players over the last six, seven years. Nobody could really make a case for themselves. They have shown their brilliance, uh, maybe a few games, a couple of seasons, but then it has been a musical chair. It really is musical chairs. On one hand, you do want consistency in the team so that we can go into the World Cup vaguely knowing who what our starting lineup is going to be. But on the other hand, sometimes competition for places is good. Uh, and I quite like the idea that Shumar and Litton and even like Imral Kais are uh, kind of all on their kind of toes and on their on the edge and having to perform really well to, to compete for the places in the team. What are your predictions for this tour then? So we're playing three one day internationals and three test matches. Uh speak as as uh, strictly as a uh, anal- analyst or from my heart <laughs> I think I, I think uh, for one day at least uh, ODI series we're gonna win one match at least we're gonna win but it might be two one for the ODI two one to New Zealand uh, but, but I'd really love to see two uh, one to Bangladesh but um, I find it very diff- very optimistic very very optimistic off the back of the BPL I think it's going to be hard for us to not hard, it's going to take a moment for us to shift back into one-day mode. And I think that first match is going to be a bit of a wake-up call. New conditions, a New Zealand team who didn't, didn't do the best against India, but still have played a lot of cricket in the format. So I think that's going to be a bit, bit of an awakening for us. But we have beaten New Zealand before. We beat them in England. We have beat them at home. And so I think Bangladesh will and should have a real confidence going into the matches. I think the test matches will prove to be a bigger challenge than one than the one day internationals. But I like the I like the fact we've got a third test match because you know quite often Bangladesh are, are, are there and gone within two weeks with two test matches. So I think the third test is 
is really good for us because we get to sort of settle in and play. Yes, yes, yes. yeah, yeah. It's actually it's really refreshing to see that we are playing three test match series outside home, and uh, even more surprising that we're playing that in New Zealand. Uh, if it was in somewhere like West Indies or Zimbabwe, it could have been a uh, made sense. But then again, it's really nice to see that we are playing three test matches, uh, and I hope because last time we played there, you know, uh, we. As also in test matches, uh, I think it was in Wellington, uh, where Shakib and uh, Mushfiq made a brilliant partnership. Where Shakib scored 217, and I think Mushfiq made around 159 or something. Yeah, we, we put on like 500 odd runs. Yeah. Yeah, five something on 595. If I'm not mistaken, but then again, we ended up losing the test match. Yes, we we were bowled out for I think like 160 in the second innings after having a first innings lead. But then again, uh, Bangladesh team has come a long way since then because after that, you know, I'm coming back, um, and we after beating uh, teams like, uh, say, England at home and, and winning few test matches uh, under the bell, and I think uh, the team will go in with a renewed uh, uh, confidence that they have the belief that they can beat New Zealand. Yeah, it's in New Zealand, and any for any touring team has usually have a very difficult time over there. But then think our team would be full, uh, have, should have enough confidence uh, in believing that they can, uh, of course, they, they, not only just winning the match, but winning the series. I mean, they, that's how they should uh, prepare their game. I think we might win it. We, we surprised the West Indies after a, a, a poor start in the Test Series last year, away to, at the West Indies. And actually, do you know what? I think this Bangladesh team are coming to their golden era. We've got five really experienced players who going towards possibly their final World Cup. I think this is Bangladesh's first golden age in modern cricket. And that's that's a big statement. So I wouldn't be surprised if we go to New Zealand and win those one-day matches and actually are competitive in the test matches because this is an entirely different team to the one we've seen before. And so it's easy to look at stats and previous performances and the record against New Zealand and go, oh yeah, we don't have much hope. But we're a team that's growing and... Maybe I should be more optimistic about it than I am. And same here, same here. But just being realistic, I mean, of course, I think we both are optimistic, but just being realistic. That uh, uh, 2-1 sounds like a realistic call, but then again, I really hope it's 2-1 in our favour. And also, if we can win the ODS series in New Zealand, it's going to be a massive statement. Massive statement to the cricketing world, and also at the same time, and a huge confidence booster for the team. I think it's possible. I think if we can go and win one-day matches without Shakib, without Tuscan, it's yeah, you're right. It's a huge statement. I think the cricketing world still label us as outsiders for this World Cup, and I keep trying to tell people, actually, no, we are capable of beating every other team in that tournament, but yet we are still held as outsiders. And so I think a good performance against New Zealand hopefully will be a wake-up call to the rest of the cricketing world, going, no, Bangladesh are coming. And Bangladesh could win this. Definitely, I mean, I mean, of course, even I mean, if I go a little off topic for the World Cup, I would be uh, my initial target is that I really, really sincerely believe that we'll make it to the semi-finals. I, I mean, I hundred oh, percent. I, I don't see why we can't. Absolutely, Rabiul. Thank you so much for joining me for this edition of the podcast. It's been such fun t- chatting to you. I like to my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And thank you for downloading the Bungalow Cricket Podcast. Remember, if there are any thoughts or anything you think we should speak about on this podcast, email me, podcast at bungalowcricket.co.uk. And don't forget to leave a positive review for us on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. We'll see you for the next one very soon. Bye.